Will you penetrate Section Z and defeat the Balangul Empire? You control the future of planet Earth. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, I gotta be honest with you, I don't know if I said the name of that empire correctly, and you guys know my track record for that, so anybody have any ideas? Balangul, Balangul? See, the thing is that this is a made-up word, so you can say it any way you want. Yeah, and th- this one, I think, is... Very forgivable to say it wrong. In a, in a game where the the big boss at the end is named L Brain, like, just <laughs> like the L, letter L, like the L letter Brano. L, no, okay. which is weird because you know in this game you're going through like the alphabet, I guess, and then like the final boss tends to not be Z Brain. You would think it would be like the yeah. final or a new letter. Oh wow! <laughs> just that's a they, new letter. That's how they introduce up. a new letter. All right, guys. Uh, we're talking about Section Z, which is another Capcom game. So I thought it'd be kind of funny if uh, first we just gave Capcom like a, a report card. You know, like kind of how they're doing right now. Can we do a, a quick recap of what yeah, they've done? Absolutely. So as of right now, Capcom has given us 1942, Commando, Ghost and Goblins, and Trojan. Now. Don't include Section Z, but what is your grade of Capcom like at this very moment? I am inclined to give them an A. Oh, really? I think like if I'm looking at it, you know, like Ghost and Goblins and Trojan are great. Uh, 1942 is fun for me, and Commando with it with its flaws was still like unique enough. Like if I if those are the four, you know, the four games, I'm taking them over Data East. No, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you can you can put them over Data East all you want, but I'm still gonna put them on the on the cusp here. I think they're a, I think they're a C plus for me right C now. C plus. So C- I think I'm actually kind of in between in between there. But for me, I also I haven't played Trojan. Reasonable Joe. On. There we go. <laughs> they call me. You, <laughs> you know, haven't played the, Trojan, huh? I didn't play Trojan. It's I, very I do Ghost plan and on Goblins like. I feel like yeah? you might like it. I do plan on playing it before our best of '87 episode. but yes. uh, But I wasn't on that episode. But, but really, 1942 the, is what brings it down a little bit. For no, me, yeah, but know? no. The only game that brings it up for me from like a failing like D is is Ghosts and Goblins. Right. Right. And I do remember I, I was kind of a little, even though I saw the flaws, like somehow I was just having a lot of fun with Commando. So I, I, I liked Commando. I think that they're making fun games for the time period. I'm saying like, yes, looking back on it now, like it's easy to be like, wow, those games sucked. What were they thinking? I'm talking about like in the scope of what's been released. So the opposite of the Essential Games list. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> the Essential Games list holds some merit also on like how good the games were, though. Yeah. They're still going to be good. Bad games will always be bad. Good games can become bad. That's kind of a scary thought. (laughs) But I guess you could kind of say the same about movies, right? Like... Some some movies just haven't aged well, and they used to be classics, and now it's like uh, I just don't really want to watch that. Yeah, like you remember Cats vs. Dogs? That was a that was a classic. <laughs> that was a go to for you. Do you remember yeah. that? Wow, <laughs> that I'm was like it really depends like on yeah, it depends on when you were born. Like the '90s had a lot of like family friendly movies that like if you were a '90s kid, you just grew up with those movies and assumed these are movies, and then you realize those are not what movies <laughs> right. are. Except for Shrek, that's what movies are. Shrek is a '90s movie. Isn't that 99? Uh, Is it 2001? I thought it was early 2000. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. All right, well, that's too much about movies. Let's get back to Section Z. Um, Another person who's back, and I'm going to butcher it, it's uh, Takashi Nishiyama. 
Okay? Yeah. You guys have no idea <laughs> who he back. is, right? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome Nishiyama. back to Kashi. Uh, yeah, he's the Trojan dude, guys, who went on to make Street Fighter 1 and then create Fatal Fury for SNK. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's got a huge thing going on. If you remember in the Trojan episode, Sean, the whole reason why that was a big deal was because Trojan kind of introduces the first battle game for, um, for Capcom. Yeah. You know, it had a two-player fight mode. Yeah, and I think that's really great because uh, I do like the trajectory that Capcom is going in, and especially this Takashi guy. Um, does he stay with Pe- Capcom? He doesn't, actually. Oh. Uh, as I alluded to, he winds up making Fatal Fury for SNK. Oh, and he's, uh, yeah, he's actually yeah. still kind of in the scene even today, but he's he's primarily just making fighters, and I think he's... B- you know, progressively getting more and more indie yeah. as it goes on. Like he's he's, he's leaving niche. these companies and doing his <laughs> own things. So that's that's my update on Nishiyama. I'm sure we'll hear from him again when Street Fighter One actually <laughs> does come out for um, NES. And spoiler alert: I don't think that one's very good. Oh really? Yeah, but it's just the first Street Fighter. It's nothing like Street Fighter Two. Yeah, Street I Fighter never played Street Fighter genre, One. Yeah. But, wow, we can go a long time without talking about Section Z. <laughs> That's true. Uh, who wants to take me through kind of, uh, you know, I'll give you the plot, and then you guys can tell me the objective, okay? Okay. All right, so for the uninformed, Section Z is set in an unspecified year during the third millennium. The player takes the role of an astronaut sent to infiltrate and destroy a space station orbiting near the Earth. It's actually a secret base of an alien empire known as the... Balangul. All right. Well, and what you do to move this plot forward is uh, you infiltrate and yes. yeah, you move between sections, which are not alphabetized in yeah, this game. We need to talk about that because yeah. it's called Section Z because you were supposed to go through 26 levels yeah. of A to Z. And that is true in the arcade version. It is not true in the NES version. You are going to Section 1. And then two. There are no letters involved at all. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like it's like a. Is there even like a symbol? There, there, uh, there are symbols at the end. Yes, right. But they're not like Roman numerals. Right. Or it's anything. just like yeah. a, it's just like, it's just an un, unknown rune. And yeah. the, and the sections aren't even in order. No, like I mean, you, you can you can go from them. like one to four and then back to two. I mean, and that's cool. That that speaks to like its its uh its structure and level design, but um it. I don't. It's an it's an anachronism now, like just the uh, or, or it's a misnomer. Whatever yeah, I'm talking about, I like about. misnomer better. Yeah, yeah. So you you know you're flying around through these sections, and you kind of uh, you know you have to shoot. It's a shmup. You have to shoot down enemies. You have this cool new system where A is to shoot like forward, and B is to shoot backwards. Yeah, and that's like that makes you feel kind of like yeah. a a badass. It is. That was cool. actually maybe. The one thing that right away I was like, oh, I, I like these controls a lot because it, it the ability to just not have to like turn to just be like A is shoot to the right, B is shoot to the left. It just makes you feel so quick. Yeah. So much like a badass. It's, it's the closest right. we can get to like a, a Smash TV sort of uh, um, controller set. Yeah. It was it was weird because I read it in the manual first before playing the game and I was like, huh, that's silly. Like <laughs> A to shoot in one direction, B to shoot in another. And then I was like, this it's is incredibly practical. Yeah. Like, how else would you have done it? I was thinking like, oh, you could use the D-pad to solve that, but you really can't. No, like, no well, I mean, move. I mean, I think you you could, but it would just be a, a, your your movement would get in the way of when you wanted to shoot. Like, yeah, I mean, you like, like in like on rails. Commando. <laughs> 
But anyway. <laughs> yeah, Commando, Commando had that problem for yeah. sure. But I like this. And there's a way to kind of like manage enemies more so than in like a game like 1942. Because in 1942, you can only shoot forward. So when enemies kind of get around you and behind you, you have no way of taking them out. And so this kind of gives you an interesting mm-hmm. spin on, uh, you know, the idea that enemies will just keep spawning. So deal with them how you can. Yeah. And, and I don't think we mentioned that you're not in a spaceship. You're, you're it's like just, you in a jetpack. Yeah, it, it, you kind of look cool too. Yeah, like the way the way you're the way you're hovering looks pretty badass. Yeah. And, you know, so here's what's crazy about that. That that guy is supposed to be Captain Commando. Remember that guy we've been talking oh, yeah. about all those times? Yeah. Where it's like Captain Commando Challenge Series and all these Capcom <laughs> games. Well, now he's actually just in the game. They say that that's Captain Commando. Uh, I don't buy it. Because they don't ever, outside of the manual reference, they don't ever show him. Like it doesn't even look like the same build of a man. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's uh, it adds to the mystique that you'll never know what he looks like because he's got this giant like mech suit on. Yeah, but Captain Commando had like such a huge jaw. Like you know, like something. You can't see this guy's I just feel jaw. like he needed a special helmet. You know, like <laughs> you needed a bigger the crimson jaw than the chin. Right. Yeah, he had yeah. like the, well, it wasn't Jay Leno jaw, but it was like it was up there in terms of um, you know '80s powerful dude jaws. <laughs> I think we should, we need to get like uh, in the in the the show notes a like a top five uh, '80s powerful dude jaws. Yeah, I think like you know Sylvester Stallone is up there. I mean, totally. Yeah, but, but Schwartz, where in the five? Yeah, Schwartz actually doesn't have that big of a, a jaw. If I'm thinking about his whole face is just kind of <laughs> round. <laughs> All right. All right. I, have, I have little to say. I was just listening. I was Great. In awe. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in awe of the Slack Schwartz. jawed. No one's calls him that, right? The Schwartz. Nobody no one, says that. I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger for the uninformed. Of course. Like, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, people might be like, I never heard of You mean like Jim Schwartz, Schwartz or like. I thought you were talking about the, the spoof on the force in Spaceballs. Oh, the Schwartz, yeah. The Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So that's All that. Right, moving on. And uh, now, you know, since we're talking about the gameplay and that we talked about at the end of each level, you have, like, these two choices, uh, a path to go up or a path to go down, and that can either send you forward a few stages, forward one stage, backwards But it doesn't stages. tell you yeah. any of this. Yeah, I There's actually no had no idea if... If it would be the same if I went up and went down at the time, I was like, there was no, yeah, I didn't know what my consequence or reward was for picking one or the other. You didn't think it was apparent to you, though, that, like, the two were different. It, it seemed, like, obvious that they were different, but then I would go and I'd be like, well, I, I don't I don't know what would have happened the other way, so, like, I don't really know what I'm missing. Well, the, I mean, there's an assumption that you will die and maybe choose a different door. So I think you will, you will right. learn that. Right, right. To be honest, I didn't mind the whole, like, different door things because i think it adds like one if you're not the kind of player that's like writing down their path it offers like a different way to play the game each time because you're not gonna you're certainly gonna remember like what you did on the very first door you're not gonna remember what you did on like the seventh yeah. door no, no. unless you wrote it down yeah. but then like there's also that cool like map making component to it where you could you know like log down like okay cool so this this is how i did it but next time i'm gonna do it this route to figure out like which doors would get me to the end faster right yeah i couldn't be bothered to make a map but that's also partly because i this game is really hard 
Yeah, so we haven't talked about that I, yet. I could not get far enough that making a map made sense. <laughs> so, I, do you think that they? Do you think that it was hard, like right out the gate, or do you think that it? No, got well, I mean, I think there's a really sharp learning curve, but the first level, it's almost impossible to die. I mean, it's just sort of like a. Here, glide around a bit, hit these guys, and then uh, jump into the base. And then the first base level is significantly harder. But you would say that's where the game got challenging for you? Like No, I would first- say it got challenging maybe on like this the next one. Because to me, it was like exponentially harder each time. I saw the difficulty spike when I got to the first like mini-boss. Okay. When I got to the first mini boss, that's when because he's shooting two different types of projectiles. One that's like uh, just one that kind of like a bullet, go, go, right. yeah, like a bullet at the screen, and then the other ones are like heat seeking missiles at you, like like yeah. they're like these bubbles that will just attract to you. Yeah, and I, I couldn't figure out a way around that. I agree, but I, I did have a I, I, my strategy for that was because you have two. Uh, little platforms, one on the top, one on the bottom. That you yes, can use just for the shield. first mini boss. Each mini boss okay, does have yeah, a different this layout. Is, yeah, right now I'm just talking about the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll he'll shoot at you, or it. It's just like a ball. <laughs> it <laughs> shoots at you, and I I would just hide under the under the bottom one, fly up real fast to the top one, and then like. I'd have to just kind of watch where the ball's following me and get it to run into the top. And I would do that over and over again, get one or two shots in every time. And it oh, took wow. me forever, yeah. but right. but I was able to beat it. But yeah, I also noticed a, a major uh, difficulty spike at that point. Yeah, I think that from, like, it wasn't like I, I died on the mini boss. I think that's just where I noticed, like, oh, wow, this game is a lot harder than it made itself seem, like, just two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's it's deceiving because... Because the controls are so one-to-one, and I think that this game does have really good controls, it's that same, we've touched upon it before, where um, it seems like a deserved uh, failure when you die. Um, Sometimes it's just overwhelming. Well, I was going to say, okay, so I do think I agree with you on the deserved part. Like, you know, you realize that you deserved it, except for this one idea that, like, if you come in contact... With an enemy, that's true. You should yeah. auto die. I'm like, not a fan. What of is that, the point right. of having energy and health yeah. bars? If, it's just if the bullets. Just, yeah, yeah. If at the end of like touching something, like why is this is just a problem I have in NES games and games that do one hit kills in general. It's like why are they always able to kill me? Why isn't there like an opportunity <laughs> for me to just like punch that guy in the face and take <laughs> him down instead? Or just like they maybe they have the same impact uh, weakness that you do, so right. that like maybe they can die once in a while. <laughs> I, I think it would just be nice, a nice little yeah. variety. But I guarantee you, no NES game programmed it that way. No. Where sometimes you're the one hit kill, and sometimes you <laughs> oh, get that would one actually hit. be Didn't really we, frustrating. Was it? Uh, <laughs> Did Mach Rider do something like that? Where sometimes you would knock someone down, sometimes they would knock you down. Well, I mean, if you if you collided with anything, that was just it. Was uh, it? You would you okay. would blow up. Yeah. yeah, at least if it was head on. If you if you just grazed it, it you could you bounce off. That's right. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, from the side from the side. Yeah, too. you can yeah. do from the side. You would bounce off, and I think you could even you know if you were good enough at the game, you could anticipate like a shove in Mach Rider to shove them mm-hmm. over to the barrels. Oh yeah, I did some of that. that was fun. That would that would be really. Well, cool. This is not the Mach Rider nostalgia hour. <laughs> Absolutely not. We just want to see how many times we can talk about something else. <laughs>
yeah, a different mechanic in the game that uh, I rarely use just because it was it was kind of complicated and didn't work every time. When you when you push A and B together to get that missile to spawn yeah. in the middle of the stage, like yeah, it that just glows was... and then you then you have missiles for like a little bit. Yeah, like, I used it a couple times, but I I was always too focused on just trying to shoot things. I, yeah, I just exactly. I didn't see myself having an opportunity to be like, you know what? Now I could really use the missile for what's coming up ahead. Like I'd rather just focus on where things are coming at yeah, me. I, I yeah. kind of forgot the missile was even there. I I just kind of was yeah, yeah I was too busy right, trying to not die. Especially because you do get power ups in the game. And I think that those power-ups are pretty useful. Yeah, it does make your gun look pretty sweet. You, I think there's um, there's like four or five, but there's like one that is just a combination of two of them. And it's yeah, like, that's yeah. the one I really want. But I think you need both prior mm-hmm. to get that one. And um, I think they have like mega names or something like that. It's mega like, names? I, no, like like each one's like the mega buster or the mega oh, doomer. Or okay. like, you the know, doomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that up. Those are not the titles, but uh, I couldn't be bothered to look them back up. Yeah. <laughs> because... To be honest, this is, you know, we're talking about, like, the gameplay and stuff like that, but I didn't want to get too into the difficulty right away because it just, it, it does get so hard after a while that I didn't feel encouraged, especially because when you die, like, all everything, you get flown back to the beginning of the section yeah. and you have to start all over. Right. That and, is and- part of, like, okay, I don't truly understand what, what uh, gives you like a regular game over screen and what makes you fly back to the beginning of it. Like sometimes I would just die and restart. And then sometimes I would die and start outside the base again. Mm-hmm. And do you know what that was? Like I both, I, I ran I out of I lives always, both times. I think I always died and just started from the beginning. You never but saw you, the fly back? Like like the, the fly, doesn't it fly you back to the it beginning? It flies you back, yeah. But then you have a certain amount of lives and then there's a game over. Yeah. Gotcha. But it still flies you right back to the very beginning. So you get like one continue or something. Yeah, you get like one continue. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. But I mean like a cool mechanic. Yeah. In practice, but the checkpoints are too far out for a game this hard. Uh you have to get to uh section nineteen and defeat the boss to get to section I guess like twenty would be next. Um to get to section twenty, and then that's like if you die from that point on, you'll just get blown back to section twenty. Because what, what how many are there? Are there sixty? There are way too many levels in this game. Yeah, there's a lot. There and are sixty. So, in the so there's NES. three checkpoints, I'm assuming, yes, if it's yes. on every twenty. Nineteen which I did not get yeah. to a checkpoint. I will <laughs> Yeah, I will no, neither did I. I actually just assumed like okay, it's it's numbered now. Um, it's not twenty six levels. They added levels, so this makes sense. I thought maybe there'd be thirty levels. To be honest, yeah. I was expecting the twenty six still. Just to end at twenty six. Just to end at twenty six. Be like, oh well, that's how many Z. letters in the alphabet. Yeah. Like, and that would be section Z. I didn't know that they changed it. Like, I didn't look at the arcade first, so yeah, I didn't know that they I. changed it yet. I just assumed okay, twenty six sections, but. So what happened then was like okay I played the I exhausted my ability to play the game I was in some, in some parts I was frustrated in some parts I was just bored um, but I did enjoy a lot of the time that I was playing it mm-hmm. so I'm like okay I want to see what else this game has to offer I will watch a speed run of this game the speed run for this game is 40 minutes long that's crazy and then- it is like 60 yeah it's 60 levels and they all are pretty long like levels right and it's kind of crazy because in an NES game usually the speed runs aren't that long no but also it's you know 
there's really no way to do it faster no, because the you are at the scrolls. mercy of the yeah. screen. Yeah. And, and at the very not not to get on a tangent, but at the very beginning, at the very start, you're you're going real fast. And yeah. then they're like, nah, no, nah, just kidding. We're gonna That's because you you're outside, the though. There are yeah. moments in the game where, you, like, later while you're in the base that you go that fast, but they're pre... No, yeah, those are, like, yeah. like Section 5, for instance, is yeah. one where it's like, you know, hey, you picked the right room, like, you can just skip right through this yeah, and go yeah. to the next stage. Whereas, like, the other option, I think, would send you to Section 8 uh, that would give you, like, a cool power-up if you found it, but otherwise you have to fight, like, a bunch of enemies. Mm-hmm. Unless you have something that you would like to talk about, I just wanted to to move on to where I think the length is really, really it really hurts the game. Okay, let's um, hear it. Because I don't think that it's impossible for a game to feel worthy of that kind of length, especially in the NES time. Mm-hmm. But the just like the lack of variety in the, like the kinds of bosses you fight. Um, the enemies, I just, it doesn't seem to warrant being that long, aside from just, like, here's a new pattern, I guess. Like, it just seems like different permutations of the same enemies, and then you get the same boss. It definitely feels yeah. like they made it longer. Knowing that the arcade version is only the 26 levels, it does feel like they made it longer just because it's a console game, and they wanted, you know, you to hold hold on to it yeah. longer and have more to yeah. play. Kind of like they did that just by spreading it out, not adding new stuff, taking what was there and like duplicating it yeah kind of, exactly. and, like, it just, i think it would have been cool as like a sense of accomplishment though to split that into like a game a and game b you yeah. know kind of like yeah. hey cool you beat the uh you beat the easy mode yeah. now play the hard now mode, play endurance you know? mode like <laughs> right something different uh let me ask you guys would you have preferred a linear path or was the choice thing like a cool mechanic that you didn't mind? If, I, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think I've play, I played this long enough to appreciate the, the, the fact that there are choices. But like as you guys are saying to it, it, it is cool to be able to take a different path. I mean, I, I think just for a game like this in general, I, I guess I would go um, – multiple paths as as long as it didn't like hinder the level design if but the level didn't... design gets sloppy because they're making too many paths then of course right and i do think sometimes the level design gets sloppy because you go down like some wrong ones later on and you get punished pretty hard you get yeah. sent back pretty far mm. and i don't think that that's like the appropriate way no to right. um to hurt the player at that stage in the game like they've made it they've been playing for that long and then you send them back a little further i don't think that's the way to do it but i just want to talk to you real fast joe uh because you were saying that even though you only play for a little bit of time did you not feel a sense of choice when you were going through the quarters? I, I didn't. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously there's two paths, but I didn't, when I went through, I, I, I guess I didn't expect the other path to be that different. Gotcha. Because it was, I, I was still new to the game too, so I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I wasn't giving enough credit, but like, are the paths that different? They it, are. I yeah, mean, yeah. because you can skip entire portions of the game. And I think that's why I do like that, um, because a player that that really enjoys playing this game and has played it a lot will eventually find an optimal path or right. at least uh, the path that they find the most enjoyment out of. I, I'm a fan of the choice thing and I would actually like I would have liked to have seen it in even like other genres. Well it's kind of I, I think what um what what Joe was saying is he felt that it was more like in Mock Rider how you can pick like one of the two spaghetti strands oh, and they just okay. sort of like feel the same right right uh, but we know that they're different tracks yes that's kind of, that is kind of what without have having the 
without having gone back to choose different routes to like back up the fact that it would feel the same. That was just my that was just my gut feeling. It was like, what am I really picking here? Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay. Um, one other question: Is the protagonist too big for the stage? I, I felt don't... like he was a little big. I mean, I, I can see why you'd say that. I think he was an appropriate size. I mean, maybe you he didn't bumps feel into like too hard much. to dodge after a while if too many enemies were on the screen because I, of. The oh, size I definitely of... found it was hard, but I don't know if I would have done any better if he was smaller. Mm, I feel but... like I, I felt like I could have slipped through a little more. I, I guess now that you mentioned it to me, um, not even on a gameplay level, just on a like, what are we fighting? Because you're kind of fighting spaceships, right? Yeah, you're fighting weird like mechanical objects. Yeah. I even assume turrets, that they though, were too. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The turrets are like yeah. the size of like of your, your leg yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so then i was thinking like i guess now if i'm looking back on it like who's there's nobody in those spaceships because they're smaller <laughs> well, yeah than they're the robots the ro the, ro- oh, the tiny little robots yeah gotcha what did we think of those uh that th- that intro and the cutscenes? well they're only like two cutscenes, three if you include the like y- you fucked up cutscene. right <laughs> um and, but like i don't know they look Nice. I thought they looked really nice. Like yeah. I actually appreciated that pixel art, and there was a, there was some good world building at the very start. You know, like like seeing your character kind of like is that world building? <laughs> um, I think it's at least like giving me a sense of purpose. In yeah, this game. purpose, like, context, sure. Yeah, right. I gotcha. Yeah, sorry, not world building. I guess more like you know, at least there's some lore to this rather than just like even the fact that you don't start inside the base is kind of cool if we're, yeah. if we're being honest you know like they did yes everything gameplay wise didn't work out so well here mm-hmm. but i think that they did do some cool things to make some nice touches and make it feel like a little more you know like an adventure yeah an like, adventure yeah. i don't want to say cinematic because it didn't yeah. feel cinematic but yeah adventure feels like the right word you're you are going on a journey not the rygar style no journey, no no, but no. You not, are not go- quite you, as grand. <laughs> you do you do do some stuff. But yeah. I do think that it would have now just marrying that idea with again the idea of the multiple paths. I think it would have been kind of cool to have the multiple paths if there were like secret unlockable power-ups on certain paths that oh, are, but like, there buried are. in there. Oh, there are. Well, there yeah. you go. Boy, do it's I have a, dream a game come for true. you. It's called <laughs> Section Z. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the stuff that the casual player is not going to find, but it will reward the other players that, that seek it out. There are, like, you know, if you go into a certain section, that's the only place that you're going to find, you know, like, this power-up for a while. Or it's like, do you remember there were, like, those... Um, like circular tubes that were like they were like purple yeah um, if you stand the- over some of those they will form like an entrance for you and you'll get sucked into like a, a mini stage oh and then in there there'll either be like some enemies to clear out or a new weapon um yeah some new power-ups like so there is there is, it's there but what's really strange about that is that you do have to stand on those platforms it's not just gonna like show itself be like hey because you found the right over it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's gonna be like hey found the right thing it's like nope you have to look for it i do think it's a good uh, just uh talking about standing um i think it's a cool touch that if you are low enough to the ground you will just like plant your feet yeah Yeah. Yeah. and And actually walk there's a walk animation you you walk and stuff and i i know that that's not like oh it's so advanced like no it's just cool (laughs) i don't know (laughs) they didn't have they definitely didn't have to program no you could have just hovered yeah exactly and uh there was also those like 
those like cyst looking creatures that yeah. if you shot them, they would give you power ups too. So there there were a couple different ways to get power ups, and I think that you know that's not my problem. Thankfully, this is not a Metroidvania style game yeah. where you have to like explore the sections, find the power ups to get further on. Because imagining a Metroidvania shmup is just nope. no, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the shmup genre is hard enough as is, and you know ha- has its share of fans. I don't think we need that. But if there was going to be a mechanic or an item uh, added to this game, what, what would you guys add? I think the the easy answer for me is just more save points, more or not save points, but you know more. Uh... Would you no seriously? Would you have preferred a save point thing, maybe where it's like a certain section is just a like you know like a, a place to save and maybe like recover some health? Yeah, or even even if there's a if there's a challenge aspect to it, it's like you know there's this one enemy that's hard to beat. You can just pass it, but like if you beat this enemy, it's a checkpoint. Or something. That's kind of cool. Some way to in to a way it, that is the bosses, though. If you think about I, it, yeah, I like, guess that's true. But you have to beat the boss no right, matter what. Stage or, nineteen. It's like you. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You're kind of asking for optional save yeah. points throughout that require some sense of skill, but then right. reward it's like the a player risk for versus doing reward that. thing. I, I'm only I'm only saying that to to uh, what's the what the phrase I'm looking for to. Um, find a happy medium or split the difference yeah. between what they've given us and what I want, which is more, more I think safe you, points. Yeah, I think you've actually struck that because that is like that is something I could see them actually implementing, knowing like how the rest of the game goes in sense of like, hey, you might find these things along the way, but also your game the game is completely playable with you just never picking up a power up. Never doing. I mean, like it's incredibly hard and stupid, but it is playable. You could t- theoretically just defeat the final boss by shooting your little laser at it like a thousand times (laughs) um i i think that my feature uh again it's i guess something to make it a little easier but also to add another layer of like of depth and like a skill ceiling um because you were saying that there if you touch an enemy um or certain projectiles because i guess they count as solid um you'll just die i think like and it's tricky with the NES controller because there are only so many inputs. But if maybe you were able to press the shoot button and the directional button in like the direction of the enemy or the object, like you could do like a parry thing where it would be like a melee attack. Yeah, yeah. But it would have to be like something that required precision so that you can just spam it. Reminds me of kind of what they did uh, in Metroid: Samus Returns for 3DS, where they added melee to her. Um to her arsenal, so this way she can actually fight back the creatures that try to attack her. Yeah. Obviously different because she's not floating through space, <laughs> but like, you know, same same idea. I'll say this. I think uh, it would be really cool if instead of, like, having the power-ups be something you find and then, like, you know, you activate them, and once you activate them, if you want a different one, then you have to you'll lose that other power-up. I think it would have been kind of cool to, like, spread the power-ups out a little more and then instead have the power-ups be like choosable through the select option so like you know it's like once you found you know and this weapon's not even in the game but just imagine if they added more of those it's like once you found the ice beam now you can freeze enemies in their tracks you know and it's like it doesn't kill them and they will eventually defrost so you'll want to you know also shoot them with the other weapons so it's kind of like toggling all your different weapons i feel like that would have been a cool thing to do yeah, I think that would that would add another 
uh, layer of depth of the game as well. Also, open world. Open world. <laughs> open yeah. world. 3D oh, open world. 3D open world yeah, MMORPG. Just... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, it should have a battle royale as well. I... <laughs> <laughs> it should be battle royale schmuck. <laughs> well, can we do that? I feel like I feel like yeah. You need a lot of people. There's got to be tons of players in there. talk about the arcade differences and get your guys reaction on this because we talked about how this was a pretty hard game and I'd, I'd like to see if you would have preferred the arcade version or said no they made the right changes here so um it's i'll say right off the bat it's practically a different game i did play the arcade one and it controls differently in the sense that a and b don't work like that instead a changes your direction and B is your shoot button. So you have to click an entire oh, button just to change to which strange. sides, and then you shoot yeah. with a totally yeah. different and button. I feel like what they did with the NES game was getting around, you know, what, what, Sean, what you were talking about with Commando and stuff, I'm just getting around the thing that most games at this time had a problem with was that your turning in one direction was also made you move in that direction. Yeah. I feel like this arcade controller is... Like, took a step towards getting around that problem, but then, like, put it back. Yeah. With, like, oh, but, but here's another button that gives you the same problem. And the arcade version came first, so it's kind of funny to think that Capcom had, like, this eureka moment where they were like, oh, you don't need separate buttons. <laughs> <laughs> you can just both do the same thing. So, you know, that that's one thing that's different in the arcade version. Uh, the other is that... There are five stages and five sections, and then uh, the final boss stage. So there's only 26 stages instead of 60. Yeah. We cool with that? I prefer I a... I, I think that if they put more um, <clears throat> variety in those 26 levels and they kept the difficulty, you could still... It would still feel like a complete game. Because, again, we couldn't get to 20. Yeah, so. I, couldn't, I definitely couldn't get to 26. Uh Automatic death when hit by fire. And what I want to say to that is there is no energy whatsoever. Everything is a one-hit kill. Wow. Everything. Uh, There's none of that energy meter stuff. I mean, that makes sense because of the 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 quarter-eating element of (laughs) arcades, but... Uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't want that on my NES. I feel like if you if you were playing this in the arcade and you picked it up on the NES, you're just gonna be you're gonna be a monster at this game. Yeah. Like, it's like you've been swinging with three bats. So. Right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, last, the Famicom disc system version. The kids in Japan are laughing at us because, of course, just like every other Famicom disc game, this bad boy can save. Yeah. At any wow. section, at any moment, and um, at any. Moment, sorry, no, okay. I don't. Any I moment, like save states, states, like, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's cheating uh <laughs> no but yes it can save at different sections and so there's no risk of like oh i gotta wait till section 19 like right the that, one thing that i will say that i prefer the nes version over the arcade version is because i did watch a little bit of the arcade version so i couldn't get a handle on like how it felt okay but um i do think it has a more cohesive look to it on i the was NES. gonna say that yeah on the arcade it just sort of looks like a bunch of, I mean, I, I'm not going to say um, 
It's uh, not Atari style like twenty like those old old. Arcade no, games. it's not like that. But and I'm not gonna say that they just used a bunch of like free assets. Yeah. To, to create everything, but it doesn't have like a. It doesn't thematically look like the backgrounds and the foregrounds look like they're in the same game. Yeah, I think this is maybe our first instance of getting, and maybe it's just because it's so different. Yeah. Of getting a better game on the NES than in the arcade. Yeah. I think so, too. I, th- I think that, you know, even just because there's so many differences, that's why it's better. Because we've seen a lot of times, even games we really like, we go and play the arcade versions of them, and we're like, oh, well, the arcade version was better. But, like, in this instance, I'm I'm not t- yeah. totally on board for that. And I know that, like, there's better effects, and it's got a higher pixel count than the arcade, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. And uh, so Section Z did kind of get, like, two more games, but I, I don't think they're on NES, and they're just kind of, like, they're loosely tied together. I think it's more of just, like, these two games also came from Capcom and involve those kind of same elements, and that's Sidearms and Forgotten Worlds. We'll probably never play them. Okay. Uh, I just, you know, like, if we ever get that far in our <laughs> chronological... We have to die someday, Sean. No. <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's time <laughs> Wait, for yes. Joe to have a thought. A straight thought. And, and I'm, I'm really not... I've never been seriously, cons- like, thinking about making this a thing, but I have to talk about the pause sound, because the pause sound in this game actually is wild. <laughs> please, it please is. describe. I, I can't even describe it, because I can't fully... There's too many notes in it. I can't remember it. Can you play it here? <laughs> I, I'll play it here. Now, wasn't that wild? <laughs> I just, I just don't, I just... I don't remember it, so I'm going to have to now, like, <laughs> listen to the episode and tweet I, my comments. <laughs> I, I just had it was, fu- thought it was funny because I'm always, like, joking about the pause sound, and then I was kind of like, I kind of got to mention this pause sound. Yeah. This one's, like, actually over the top. I, I think Joe's that, pause sound corner. I want that to be, like, an article, like, an updated article that you just kind of, like, every now and again when you notice pause sounds. I don't want to hear, right. like, yeah, I'm not gonna do every it about, yeah, single pause sound. I just want the ones that you, like, hey, you know, I, I, I noticed this one. One. Yeah, right. And that's right. my straight thought. Yeah. So you found yourself pausing a lot. <laughs> Only it was actually just when I was when I was done when I was about to shut it off. You're I like paused done. it and I was like, oh shit. Good pause. Like, Whoa, you can pause. I like this game now. You also that means you also found out you could pause right then and there. That's right. I hadn't games, paused it like, I don't think that you could pause. I mean, every game I've tried to pause and I've been able to pause. Volleyball so had restrictions. It oh, like yes, they did. Oh, yeah. I knew somebody could save me for saying something <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I got your back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, okay, so I think now we can go into the essential games list. So last time we recorded an episode, I said I wasn't going to say, all right, guys, it's time for the essential games list, and I have something different prepared. But I don't. There's really, like, no way to, like, go right into it. So instead, Sean, I'd like you to get right into it with your vote. All right. Well, um, I think that this is a I, – I enjoyed playing this game for the most part. Um, again, uh, one thing our listeners might notice is that I don't take – difficulty very well um on first impressions uh i get frustrated pretty easily um but i don't think i don't that's not a knock on the game Uh, i think that the game is way too long for its own good i did praise its aesthetic um but i also think that a lot of the environments are kind of samey um there's only so much you can do with like the three or four i don't know like tile sets that they were using um i think that the monster design or like just the enemy design uh had a lot to um 
Like there's a, there was a lot like on the table there. I think they could have done with it, but it was just like turrets and a couple like spider thingies, and that was about it for me. Um, I think that they could have done a lot more to spice this game up, but at its core, it is an enjoyable game. It's not a pass. Definitely play this game, but I don't find this game essential. Joe, I think the good things about this game, which, which maybe we didn't talk about this enough is that i think the controls especially with the a and b are really cool and it feels really good and it feels responsive and it feels fast and you feel like a badass um and that actually like made me really enjoy this game at the beginning but it is a little too repetitive for how long it is and just long in general that after a while it gets it gets boring, or I mean, I don't want to say boring. Stale? I, it gets stale, exactly. Well, I was never it, like, I was never yawning while I was playing it. But yeah. it was just like, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I care enough to finish this game. One thing I would like to just jump in, sure. uh, piggyback off you is, uh, I think the music in this game is really good, but because and, and like the music also isn't just like an eight bar loop. It actually has some musical progression to it too. Um, but there are only like four songs, and mm. you're going to be hearing those four songs a lot. So I, in the same vein of like... For yeah, 60 levels, yeah. you think they could have had more than four songs. Yeah, there's right. good stuff, but it's too repetitive. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of that kind of sums up my, my thoughts overall. So it, what's your was, vote? There were some cool things. Wasn't quite enough to keep me entertained. Not essential, but uh, I'd say play it. Okay. There were entire minutes where I had fun playing this game. Uh, and I don't mean that as like a dig because there are certain NES games where I never had fun to begin with. Uh, I can list like five already and we're only on game like 50 something. So for me, it's not that, um, it's not that this game is bad. And, uh, I agree. This game isn't boring. I think like for the right person, this could be a very, very fun game. And if you're the kind of guy who enjoys like a, a challenging, uh, shmup, early shmup too like it's not it's not the kind of shmups we think about today for me they're just there's not enough to this game it has the 1942 problem where like oh this is a really cool concept and then i've seen everything i need to see very fast and there's no sense of like you know progression as a character even like like i said i would have loved to have some more power-ups or Mm -hmm. even like some you know it doesn't not every game has to have these rpg elements but it certainly helps especially when looking at through it like today's lens it certainly helps to make it feel like the game is growing as you play it and with this one i just kind of felt like you know if i start if the game started mild it pretty much went mild throughout you know like it didn't really pick up or, or you know or get any more exciting than the very first instant, you know, with that awesome cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, not essential. I don't know if I'd say play it. I think if you're a shmup fan, play it for sure. I think this one has like a neat control concept that every shmup person should try out just because it's a different way to tackle that genre. But I don't know if I'd say play this to, to most people. I think uh, this one you can pass. All right. Cool. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we end this episode, though. T-shirts. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. T-shirts? Yeah, just plain white T-shirts we're now selling on NostalgiaCast.com. <laughs> Hanes plain white T-shirts. Um, we got a great deal uh, out of the back of a van, and I just figured let's sell No, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, I'm talking to Sean for a minute because you mentioned that you, uh, a lot of times, you don't like very difficult games, and you think it shows on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you this question. Do you need to be good at video games to host a video game podcast? I don't think so. Um, only because 
we've been doing it for a while, and I would consider at least you a host. Okay. Um, and and I I think I've I think I've overstated that like difficulty rubs me the wrong way, but like when we um have the volume of games, this is sort of like a behind the scenes thing. When we have the volume of games that we uh play for the show and are playing like for our own enjoyment that may not have come out on the NES. Right. It just like it gets frustrating when I can only get past a couple of levels. I need, I need that to color my. Uh, I need that to color my commentary. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Joe, different question. Sure. Do you have to be good at games to review them? I don't know if you have to be. I, I, I mean, I think you should be able to play games. Like, you shouldn't give it to like, you know, one of your parents that has to say like, how Kathy do I go? Shouldn't be playing. But, <laughs> but if, but also like, uh, most people who are going to play the game aren't going to be amazing at the game. I mean, you, you want it from a perspective. I think of someone that's just kind of like that appreciates the game and and under, you know and and learns it as they're playing and maybe gets good maybe doesn't imagine if just... only amazingly talented players played uh played and reviewed dark souls like if no one right. told you that it was hard you know <laughs> yeah. like like we need a review for that game where someone just says like yeah, you know what? And I couldn't finish it, and you probably won't either. <laughs> right? You know? Like, I mean, that's I, how I feel about like Bloodborne. Like, I love that game, but I still have not finished that game. Like, even for me, I mean, I anyone that's listening and anyone in this room would kick my ass in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> like, I'm just terrible at Super Smash Brothers. I don't play it that often. I don't have a have a, that's a Nintendo, Nintendo system, <laughs> but. <laughs> I love Super Smash Brothers. I play it, and I'm like, this is fun. And, like, you know, I'm sure if I played it a lot, I'd be a lot better at it. But, like, I, I don't play it a lot, but I can still pick it up and decide I, how, that it's a good game, even I, though most people are better than me at it. I think that's a great point. Uh, and it's, what it comes down to is it's just, like, everybody plays games differently. And, you know, the cool thing about that is because everybody plays the games differently, you get a hundred different perspectives. It's like, don't come to just us for Section Z thoughts. Like, do you know how many, like, cool web blogs are out there writing up stuff about Section Z as well? Like, check out all these weird thoughts and then play it yourself and think about, like, what did you think, you know? Oh, wow, this is a really pay-it-forward moment for you, Mark. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, but if you do have thoughts on what, uh, you know, on the game and stuff like that, I'd love to hear them. And you can let us know at contact at nostalgicast.com. Got a hint for you. That's also our website, nostalgicast.com. And if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at nostalgicast. Maybe. Uh-oh. I think we might just be at Nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> try both. Try both. <laughs> try yeah. both. Type in Nostalgia with the N-E-S. Like you're not going to get anybody else. <laughs> I didn't pay for it, but I, at the same time, I do have it. So it was a freebie. Uh, so one thing I did pay for is the website. And uh, that's why you should go there and just check it out and be like, wow, some guy paid money yeah. to host this kind of content. Like, get some value out of it. Like, it's just sitting there. Like, Yep. And um, we don't mention who built our websites because we're not sponsored by anybody. So if you would like to know who built our website, have them sponsor us. Yeah. And we'll list their name out on the... Would you like to sponsor us? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sponsor a dog. Why don't... You know, like, it's... Uh, yeah, you could do that, shelters, too. you know? Yeah. I don't need the... I don't need the dog food. Give that to the dog. But yeah. I Stop will sending us dog food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary's been sending it too? <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you wanted to send me e-dog food, that would be contact at nostalgicast.com. If you wanted to find out uh, which video games are haunted, you go to nostalgicast.com. And if you want to talk to me personally, I'm Mike Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.